Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is August 26th, 2022, and you're listening to yet another episode of the Brother Timothy Clark Podcast. My name is Timothy, and I greet you all in Jesus Christ's mighty name. A little bit past 11 o'clock in the morning, and we're out aircraft spotting on this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Monday afternoon, not to mention windy afternoon. Our temperature is about 60 degrees right now. I don't have any coat or anything on. Uh, just wearing a short sleeve shirt and uh, shorts and sandals. And that works for me. You can hear a train off to my left. And we are out here in the field enjoying our morning. It is a real nice uh, day out here today. Good temperatures. Uh, that wind is a little bit unfortunate though because oftentimes with higher winds, you know, you have trees that fall, power lines that fall, and um, telephone lines and things of that matter. Uh, winds may make it up Anywhere between 20 to 30 miles per hour at their strongest gusts today. We are on the uh, path for the remnant of Ian. Uh, once it gets through with uh, Florida, unfortunately, that looks exactly to be where it is going. And uh, we're more than likely going to be getting some of the uh, rain and wind from that here in southwest Pennsylvania. But nonetheless, we're out here enjoying this wonderful Monday morning. And I believe the construction work uh, that was happening in our last podcast episode is pretty much done here. They may have another day where they come back here, but... There really isn't a whole lot happening construction-wise with the work uh, that was happening down here on, uh, what what would that have been, Thursday, Friday, when when we did our our last uh, episode? Uh, Yeah, Thursday or Friday, because we don't don't really do much on Sunday. Uh, Sometimes we'll put out an episode on Saturday, uh, but I believe that would have been on Friday where they were doing that uh, construction work. I did want to talk a little bit about Twitter communities. This is something that I got involved with uh, maybe sometime last week. And so I joined my fair share of Twitter communities, and one community that I joined is something that I do want to talk about a little bit today. It is uh, Music Industry Connects, I believe they call it. And I was talking to a gentleman about radio play, streaming services, and the like. And, you know, the one thing that he pointed out was, well, you know, hey, look, you know, if you're going to 
you know, have streaming services, or if you're going to have radio play, you know, you might want to look at online ads, and if that doesn't take your music to the next level, then I don't know what will. And so my comment back to that was, well, you know, there's always something called podcasting. And you can talk about your music in your podcast. You can share your music in your podcast. And, you know, you can show people uh, what it is that, that you're working on and talk to them about the uh, story behind the song and and all that. And... You know, this guy was like, dude, that's a wonderful idea. Of course, you know, these young people, they got to say, you know, with these slang words. And I don't, you know, I, I don't use the kind of slang language that these young kids use today. But, you know, the thing is, those of us who have podcasts, and I, I was thinking about this last night those of us who have podcasts actually have a platform where we can actually share music from unsigned musicians right in other words musicians that don't have a record company backing them we can go ahead and share their music either in the background of our podcast or you know have a couple of episodes at least in my case have a couple of episodes where we uh have the music in the forefront and we feature the music um, for me, I think what I would wind up doing would be using it as background music, uh, just saying. But even if you're just using a track for background music, it's kind of like, okay, well, hey, look, you know, my music was featured as a talk bed in such and such a podcast. You know, you're still going to hear the music in the background. It just isn't going to be the thing in the forefront. But there are podcasts out there that are specific to finding unsigned musicians and featuring those unsigned musicians on their podcast, and that's exactly what the podcast does. There are other podcasts who would consider using unsigned musicians' music as like a talk bed. And uh, I I was just thinking about that last night because, you know, with the advent of the smartphone and the advent of all this technology that we have... Uh, editing and you know the list goes on and on and on we are really without excuse to be able to help the the, the up and coming musicians and I may actually make a post requesting people to send me their music and then of course I would use that music as a talk bed in podcast and if it was a track that I really liked you know I may have to say okay you know what we're, we're just gonna play this as a you know featured piece of this episode or or whatever the case may be now once you get 1228 uh, continuous light stop here at flight level 360 wonder where the rides are like a 380 so, you know, I'm, I'm just saying, there, there's a lot of options 
to kind of get the mu to, to get the music out, get the word out. And you know, I, I was thinking about this too. Podcasting isn't the only way. You also have, you know, in in your back pocket is believe it or not, Instagram and Facebook stories. These are huge. You know, if you can get your music on Instagram and Facebook stories, you're doing a pretty good thing. And it's easier than ever to take your music, put it like as like the sound in a video, and turn that into a story on Facebook and Instagram. Only now we have something too, other than Facebook and Instagram stories. Two things, and yeah, these all go back to social media, but you know, I'm just saying because of the advent of social media is so huge. And uh, we have several ways of taking advantage of that. So that's what I'm saying. It's not just podcasting. You know, you have uh, TikTok and uh, Reels. If you go and you look at uh, Instagram Reels, Facebook Reels, these are absolutely wonderful outlets that you can use to get your music out to different groups, different people. Uh, you know, we, we should be creative in how we get our music out there. Not only should we be creative, but <clears throat> in our creativity, we should think outside of the box. You know, I, I always encourage people, think outside of the box. Because for me as a blind individual, for me as somebody who has never had vision, I have to think outside of the box. Especially with the fact that I'm doing a lot of things that the majority of people would say, this is ultra-visual, right? Uh, there, there's no way you can do A, B, and C, right? Fill in the blank. Well, here I am proving that I can do A, B, and C. Well, how? Because I'm thinking outside of the box. And when you think outside of the box, as it were, you think of these creative options and it's like, okay, you know what? We can do this, 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 and this for online music marketing. But that online music marketing goes further than just marketing your music. You can use the same tips for podcast marketing. If I didn't, I apologize. We're leveling 40101 with Delta. The same tips for music marketing would work on podcasting, would work on, I mean, even if you're in like the voiceover industry where you got to put out an ad, you know, so, so on and so forth. There are ways of making this all come together and market in a way that is unlike anything else. You know, there's something else too when it comes to. Uh, we'll let you guys listen to a little bit of the radio communications here for a minute. Checking in 380.
So when it comes to the marketing of music, one thing that I think is oftentimes overlooked, and again, this this also applies to podcasting as well, and just about any other uh, media marketing technique, but again, it is not talked about by marketers because, again, it's something that's overlooked. But the one thing that you could take a look at is something called Creative Commons. The Creative Commons is a licensing system. It no longer keeps your music under all rights reserved. It gives individuals some freedoms with your music, some liberties that they can take with your music. And that is all up to you as the individual that is setting your your license terms. And so when it comes to Creative Commons, for example, I use a non-derivatives, no commercial uh, license. And that allows somebody to say, hey, look, I found this track on the internet. This is by Brother Timothy Clark. Take a listen to this. Okay, so they're still sharing my music and as, as far as you know, they're taking the link and they're saying, hey, look, I found this. And Well, when you allow them to make a derivative, so say you do uh, no commercial with derivatives, right? Now you are allowing them to essentially take your music, put it on their YouTube video or their uh, podcast or, or whatever, and add to that track uh, in, in the sense of utilizing your track for their visual arts project. So I had a uh, track <clears throat> that I put out some, some years ago. And it was called Place Called, uh, Place Called Heaven. And <clears throat> that track was used in probably 10 different YouTube videos and has over 7,000 listens on the Free Music Archive and about 1,000 downloads on said same service. Why? Because I took a non-traditional route and I allowed people on the Creative Commons side of things to take that track and do what they will with it. As long as they give me credit and if there's any monies that are made off of that track that I too would get a cut.
already and let me apologize because we're probably going to have to turn this up in post-production and the wind will probably clip the microphone a little bit but nonetheless let's go ahead and find out what kind of an aircraft that is i can still hear it currently flying over i'm gonna guess just because i can uh that it is an airbus on its way to latrobe either that or it's an airbus leaving latrobe Let's find out. Okay, it is a Cessna Citation from Latrobe, and it is almost at 5,000 feet. What I was saying, though, uh, was, you know, when it comes to marketing... And we use things like Creative Commons. We're thinking outside of the box. Okay. We are still allowing our music to be used. We are still having outlets to get paid. We are uh, still able to market to a much wider, much more broad audience through the creative commons spectrum than we would be through all rights reserved. Now, these are just like copyright and quote-unquote copyleft and quote licenses. <clears throat> and so the thing is, you know, even, even looking at something as basic as copyright can legitimately be a marketing tool. You know, unfortunately, when it comes to marketing, we as a industry as as the music industry we have stopped thinking long term right we have stopped thinking long term we are thinking okay how do i get my music out now how do i get my music out to the masses now how do i make a big difference now right it it's all in the here and now when we should be thinking in the next 10 years Right? Let's start out with a good basis. In the next 10 years, what do I hope my music will have achieved? Right? And then, how, within that set time frame, 10 years, how can I market my music within the next 10 years to achieve that goal? And the other thing is, when, when setting your goal, is it realistic? For example, in the next 10 years, do you want to get signed by a record company and tour the world? And if so, okay, how do you make that goal happen within the 10-year time frame? you have pillars or uh, steps or whatever you want to call them, a strategy to make that goal happen, okay? So that is obtainable. However, the part that would not be obtainable would be, let's say you said in the next 10 years, <clears throat> I want my music to go into space. And by the way, that actually is a thing. So in the next 10 years, I want my music to go into space. And I also want to be able to play Madison Square Gardens and 
played before the President of the United States and the King of England. I'm going to do all that in the next 10 years. Okay. So now you have these lofty goals that are, for all intents and purposes, while they could happen, and while they could even happen within the next 10 years, for an unsigned musician, for all intents and purposes, who is a nobody, again, while it could happen, because I, I never want to be the person to say, oh, well, it's not going to happen, right? But while it could happen, that is much less likely than having a goal where you set a goal and you know for, for the next 10 years and you say, I want to get signed by name the record company, right? Name the record company. I want to get signed by, you know, Capital Christian Music Group, for example. So within the 10 years, you, you set up a goal, right? And you set up steps to achieve that goal, bulletin points to achieve that goal. Uh, A, a, a method or a strategy to achieve that goal, whatever you want to call it, is still the end. The end thing is you have a way of reasonably achieving that goal, right? Within reason, you believe you can achieve this goal within 10 years, okay? Then you can move on to the more loftier goals once you've achieved that single goal. So your first goal is to, you know, and I'm just shooting straight here in the dark here with y'all. Um, <clears throat> that's pretty bad when you're blind, though, shooting straight anywhere. But anyway, um, you know, the thing is, when, when you make these goals, you make them to where you believe they are obtainable within that allotted time frame. And then, you know, if you have the goal of uh, selling out Madison Square Gardens and you've achieved your first goal of getting signed by that major record company. Well, now you have the major record company's backing. You have their funds pushing you. You have their marketing teams pushing you. Okay, so you go to the creatives, you go to the marketing team, and you say, hey, look, this is what I want to do next, okay? And now you have an entire team backing you, and now that goal of selling out Madison Square Gardens and playing before the president... <coughs> It has just became a lot more obtainable. So see, you start out with smaller goals. And then you work your way to the bigger goals. So this has just been some marketing tips, some brainstorming uh, while we were out uh, plane spotting. And I just wanted to uh, talk about these a little bit because these are things that I don't think people really think about. So think long term, right? Don't think in the here and now. Now, is the here and now good? Yes, it has its place. But when you're so focused on the here and now and you've missed out on the long term, well, now you're doing yourself a disservice. And not only that, you're doing the fans that you already have a disservice because they want you to succeed, right? 
Very few people want to become the next one-hit wonder and that's it. Right? Very few people, like... Everybody knows that uh, All-Star from Smash Mouth. I think that was the name of that song. But very few people... Very few people actually can think of too many other songs from that band. Right? And it is because they were really only one-hit wonders. And I severely doubt that you want that for your music. So think long term. New York on 32 to number 47, And yes, there's a time for thinking of the here and now. But think of the here and now in terms of the long term. So think of, okay, this is where I am now. This is where I want to be in the next 10 years. Right? It is now 16 minutes past 12 o'clock. And we've only had that one aircraft that flew over. As I said, though, uh, we should have an aircraft flying over any time. We do have a number of Cessnas that like to do their uh, fair share of flying around and pilots enjoying themselves. And just having a blast as many of them like to do. We do have some uh, pretty iffy wind gusts. I find that to be highly interesting because, you know, I mentioned 
rain to Alexa and it's like, Alexa, will it rain today? And it goes, rain is not expected, but if it rains, you will be receiving you know, 0 0.13 inches. And it's like, oh, wow, where does it get these numbers? 23 minutes past the top of the hour out here in New Florence, Pennsylvania. As we continue our day, plane spotting. And what a beautiful day it is out here. We are currently experiencing some sunshine. Not too hot. Not too cold. Temperature at a little bit, a uh, little bit, a, a little temperature, a little bit of a temperature spike there. <clears throat> I think we started out, we were 50 something. Now we are in the lower 60s. Current temperature according to the Apple Watch. I just realized my data is turned off, but according to the watch, According to the watch, we are at 63 degrees. And I'm not sure if that requires data or not. It probably does. So that captured the last time I had data turned on. And or Wi-Fi. So our last temperature recorded was 63 degrees. And it is a beautiful 63 at this current point and time 31 minutes past the top of the hour here in new florence pennsylvania westmoreland county september 26th continuing our day of plane spotting it really is awesome being out here and enjoying this wonderful wonderful weather that we have here in new florence high of 63 degrees at this current point and time what a blessing it is to be able to be out here and you know as we continue this day plane spotting i just want to say i hope that those marketing tips that i gave earlier in the show was something that would benefit all of the uh listeners because you know the thing is with these marketing tips is it is not just for the musician that these tips are going to be useful for. It is also for the photographer, uh, perhaps for the podcaster. You know, the general idea of thinking outside of the box, I think that is something that is missed in marketing. Oftentimes we, we want to look at what works and we want to stick with what works. But you know what? When it comes to marketing, I have always been a risk taker. I have always been that guy that says, okay, well, you know what? They say this doesn't work. They say that this can't work. But can I make it work? And you know what? Usually the answer is yes. You can make what they tell you, what these marketing experts will tell you, 
they say this doesn't work, that doesn't work. You can generally actually make it work for yourself, for your situation, for your needs. And the way of doing that isn't by going by the status quo. It's by going outside of the status quo. It's by thinking outside of the box. It's by, you know, even, you know, the idea of QR codes uh, hasn't caught on to the, to, to the degree that some marketers thought that it would uh, catch on. But if you are in a city, for example, that is big on QR codes and you happen to have, you know, a Twitter, for example, that you want to, you know, get more followers and you want to have more of a local touch in, in, in that city. Well, guess what? You can use a Twitter QR code to get your followers to, to get more people to uh, pay attention to your Twitter. And the way that you get your QR code out there is, you know, you put it on flyers, you put it on billboards. The, the, if, they, if the, if the uh, city has, you know, billboards or flyers, you know, you can do things like that. Um, put, your, put, put, put your QR code up there and say, hey, here's my Twitter QR code. And you scan the QR code and somebody can see your Twitter account and they can follow you. The same thing works on Instagram and I think Facebook has a QR code thing as well. But I'm just saying, you know, when we start thinking outside of the box... And, and, and maybe maybe the QR code thing isn't a really good example, but I'm just saying, you know, when we start thinking outside of the box, amazing things can begin to happen because we're no longer relying on what a marketer has to say to us. We're trying things out for ourselves. We're thinking outside of the box and we're brainstorming and we're coming up with ideas. And we're putting these ideas into a practice. And not only are we practicing these ideas, but we're getting results from these ideas. When you don't have five, ten dollars to spend on social media ads, well, now you have to think to yourself, okay, I don't have the funds. I don't have the resources. What can I do now without funds, without resources that is still just as effective, if not more effective, than the social media budgeted ads that people are going to say that you need to pay for, right? Any, any marketing company is going to say, one of the first things they're going to say to you is, how much of a budget do you have? And you're going to say, well, you know, I have this. That. Okay, so get out on Facebook, put, put up ads, get out on Twitter, put up ads, put up... Well, hang on a minute. There might be more ways of making that budget go further by first of all not even touching the budget at this point and you know thinking thinking okay if i didn't have this budget what could i do right assuming that i had no budget at all what could i do to get the word out about my podcast or about my music or about you know whatever it might be what can i do to get the word out and you start thinking about it well if i didn't have a budget what would i do okay well there are places where i can freely post ads including by the way on the internet especially on the internet and then so it's like okay well if there's free places where i can post ads on the internet okay how successful would it be if i posted a free ad on the internet and you might be asking well where in the world can you post a free ad well if you just go on google and you punch in 
places to post free advertisements on the internet. You know what? You're going to come up with a hundred different results. Technically more than that. Anyway, you're going to come up with a hundred results that may actually aid you in that very thing. So Google, when it comes to marketing, Google is your best friend. Uh, One thing you could look at doing is there's something called SEO optimization. SEO is search engine optimization, SEO. Okay. So when we look into SEO, the one thing you can look at is, okay, well, how is such and such of mine performing online? Right. And the other side of that is, what can I do to make this perform better? Or what can I do to get the word out about this so it does perform better? Or what can I do to uh, add more tags to the crawler so as it performs better? What you want to do is figure out what tags are working and then base your new tags off of similar tags, okay? You always want to look at what works. You want to figure out what works, figure out what doesn't work, go with what works, and add on to what is working. Go down that trail and figure out, okay, well, this is working. What can I do to make it work even better, right? Or this is somewhat working. What can I do to make it work better? If this is somewhat working, can I make it work completely? Can I make it more worth my time? Can I make it more worth my energy to put time and effort into figuring out what made this somewhat work compared to what made this completely work, right? What made, say, for example, live airplane spotting work compared to live spotting, right? It's one word, airplane. Or even if you just put live plane spotting. I usually put live plane spotting whenever I'm going live on YouTube and I'll I'll usually get, you know, 10, 10, 20 views. So what makes that work versus live spotting, right? Well, there's a word that's missing. Anybody can say I'm spotting. Anybody can say I'm live. But what are you spotting live? You're spotting airplanes live. Okay, so when you put plane spotting, you're using a hugely used tag at this point in the plane spotting community, right? We don't call ourselves airplane spotters, we call ourselves plane spotters. And when we're out spotting, we are plane spotting. Even though we might be getting, you know, helicopters and a whole list of other types of aircraft, we are still out plane spotting. We're not out airplane spotting, although some do say airplane spotting, but plane spotting always works better because we're called plane spotters. Hey, yeah, it's starting to pick up some light chop here at 33. Any right before that? All right, cool. Thanks. And so when it comes to your music or your voiceover work or your whatever it might be you you figure out okay how do i make this work marketing companies will automatically tell you put out an ad 
But I'm here to tell you, you can put out an ad, sure. And that does work. But are there more ways to get... And, and this is like for the hands-on marketer. For somebody who just wants hands-off, somebody who just wants to see results come in. Which, by the way, I think that's a lazy uh, a lazy person's uh, philosophy. Oh, I just want to, you know, see results. But I don't want to put in the work. Yeah, that's essentially what you're saying when you say, okay, I'm going to put out an ad. Because when you put out an ad, you're going to see results. But do you actually know what is making those results come in in the first place? No, you don't. Or you just put out an ad and, you know, that that worked for you. And I don't, you know, I don't want to take anything away from people who put out ads. But figure out what makes it. Figure out what makes the ad as successful as it is. Can't be the money. Unless, of course, you're marketing to a bunch of robots and, you know, it's pay per, per play. Which, unfortunately, does exist out in, you know, the, the music world. Uh, it's called payola. It was banned in the 1970s, but it didn't stop people from doing it in the 2000s here on the Internet. It's 2022 and people are still doing it. Uh, it, it it's very scammy. It is very suspicious. And how the law teams that be don't see this as an illegal practice, I don't know. Thing is, once you figure out what makes the search engine tick, then if you want to put up an ad, Then if you want to put up an ad, I'll tell you what, put up an ad. Because now you know, see, I'm not telling you not to put up ads, but don't put up an ad at first. That's what the marketing companies tell you to do. Don't do that. Because here's why. Once you figure out what makes the search engine tick, then you can incorporate those words into your ad and come away with even more clicks, even more views, even more traffic on your music piece or on your podcast or whatever it might be. If we just go out and put out an ad and follow the team's advice from a marketing company, we're, we're missing half the picture. And we're missing a large part of the traffic that we could get from properly utilizing search engine tags, properly using search engine click uh, click click throughs, and uh, you know the the other thing to look at too. With all this being said, is if you can figure out how the search engine works, well then guess what? You've just figured out half of the recipe. Because if you can figure out how the search engine works and you feel that you don't have to put out an ad, guess what? That is a now, now a budget that you can put towards something else. Maybe a budget you could put towards uh, music year. Or whatever else the case may be. 47 minutes past the top of the hour.
And I hope that you are enjoying the marketing tips uh, that I am providing here on the podcast. I should state that I am not a marketer. I'm simply a blind guy who dabbles in a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Maybe I'll even do an episode on uh, entertainment law one of these days, which, by the way, I did a class from the Berkeley School of Music, uh, introductory class on music law, um, on contracts, and yeah, I even did a class on marketing, and in both classes, uh, I wound up with... uh, 97 or better uh, I think it was uh, I think it was like a 96 97 in my marketing class and then 97 in my um, in my uh, entertainment law and contracts entertainment law and contracts class so Hopefully I know a little bit about what I'm talking about here. Um, (laughs) If not, (laughs) we're both in trouble. But I'm definitely not a lawyer or a marketer by trade. So do take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. Just make sure it's kosher because it's healthier for you if it's kosher. Just saying. 44 minutes past the top of the hour is 44 minutes past 5 o'clock in the evening. We are continuing our day of plane spotting. Had one aircraft fly over. Which we, of course, captured on the podcast. This is the time of day where our aircraft are kind of quiet. Sometimes in the afternoon they're kind of quiet as well. Communication-wise, they come and go. Have those times when they're quiet and times when they are louder. Fifty-three minutes past the top of the hour. We are continuing our day plane spotting here in New Florence, Pennsylvania, Westmoreland County. September 26th in the Overlord 2022. And had a call from a buddy of mine in Florida today. They are all doing good and are gearing up for Hurricane Ian. Uh, 
It looks like that is going to be a whopper of a storm. And it really is a shame. Because, you know, sometimes it feels like once these guys have built their homes in Florida or once they've rebuilt their homes in Florida, that another hurricane just comes and uh, destroys all the progress. And it's like, oh, man, you have got to be kidding me. But unfortunately, unfortunately, this is how things are. We get hurricane after hurricane after hurricane that hits Florida, and yet people people still live there. It's just like Louisiana. You know, you get hurricanes and hurricanes and hurricanes. It comes after these places. And yet people, for some reason, I don't know why, but for some reason, people decide they're going to live in these locations gearing up for either hurricane hurricane ian or the remnants of hurricane ian um we'll have to see at this point how much of the winds and rain we get after ian dies down uh This is all going to be very interesting. Yeah, she's allowed. Where you're going? Watch where you're going on that thing. Trying to kill me on that thing. Alrighty, folks. Six minutes past the top of the hour. Yes, six minutes past six o'clock in the evening. We are still out here plane spotting and enjoying every moment of it, including the crazy moments, <laughs> including the crazy moments, and that is a okay, September 26th, what did my cane just bump into, uh, huh, uh, see, I thought there was something there, all right, I don't know what that is, anyway, September 26th, 2022. Beautiful evening. 
about 62 degrees according to All Star 65 according to Google. I am more inclined to believe All Star actually. Whatever wherever it gets its weather from. I think it and Alexa are pretty well on par with one another. And for the most part, I think they're off by a couple of degrees, though. Now that I'm actually thinking about it, I'm going to have to take note of that. Anyhow. This is a, uh, a rather fascinating time to... Uh, be out here plane spotting, you know, right in the middle of uh, the transition between summer and fall creates an interesting. I mean, it's technically fall, but you know, sometimes you still get sometimes you still get uh, summer-like temperatures, such as next week. If the uh, weather pattern holds next week, it's supposed to get into the seventies. Uh, for certain parts of the state. I'm not sure if it'll get to the 70s here in this part of southwest Pennsylvania. But again, if the pattern holds, uh, some parts of the state are going to see all the way up to 70 degrees next week. And again, I just want to stress, if the current projectile holds I don't think it will because of uh, one one word which is also technically a name Ian so we will have to uh, see what happens there I think it was uh, this time last year was it last year? Uh, Florida gets so many hurricanes. Uh, let's see, Harvey. I think that hit. Uh, I think that hit what Texas? Texas. I think Matthew hit Florida. I think Harvey hit Texas. All these different hurricanes, though, it's like, you know, especially places like Florida and Louisiana, it's like I kind of question, why would I, you know, why, why would I want to live in a, in a place that is ripe for hurricanes? Then again, though, somebody could say, why would I want to live in a place that's, uh, you know, tornado-prone, too? But we really don't get a whole lot of uh, tornadoes. I can't think of the last tornado we had here in New Florence, specifically. There's tornadoes that have come near us. But never really a tornado that hit here. Uh... In New Florence, we had a, a microburst. Oh my! Like two decades ago.
definitely do remember that, though. It was like, oh, I don't know, 2003? 2003 or something, I think we had a... I don't know when that would have been, but it was it was years ago, I can tell you that. Three, two, one, two, three, start check, two, five. hear those uh, clear uh, aircraft keying in there. I think many of those are in <clears throat> or near the Allegheny-Westmoreland border. As we continue our evening plane spotting. Okay. We will go ahead and put this uh, Recording here on pause. And hang on a minute. Not sure that I might be hearing an aircraft off in the distance. Don't want to miss it if we if if I am. Could be a lawnmower or something too. Car out the road. Yep. Could be a number of things. Well, what do you know, a high-flying jet. Very cool, very cool. Yeah, I thought I was hearing one. And again, you know, they're, they're so high, we're not actually at the airport, so we can't get the jets the way I would want them to be. And uh, they're generally when a jet 
is 25, 30,000 feet in the air, I don't even track it at that point because, well, sometimes I would, depending on, you know, if there's a loved one or something on it. Um, but, you know, the, the big thing is when, when you have these jets that are flying high in the sky like that, it's like, you're, you're kind of like, okay, there, there's no way I'm going to get this on file, so I'm not even going to, you know, see what it is. Now, if, if I'm genuinely, genuinely curious about a particular jet that flies over, yeah, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to track it regardless of rather I'm recording here or not, but, you know, tonight, none of those jet, like, I remember hearing a jet one day, it sounded like the motor was going to turn off. And so naturally I open up my flight aware app and it is that aircraft from Cumberland County, Maryland, flying over here in Westmoreland County, Pennsylvania. And I'm, I'm not sure, like, like I've said before, I'm not sure what that particular aircraft does and where it flies to and what it is up to, things of that na nature. Well, I, mean, I know what it's up to in terms of its altitude, but what it's up to in terms of, you know, its activities, why it's flying around here. Yeah, I have no idea. All right, let me put this on pause. We'll be back later. And it is now 35 minutes past the top of the hour. And... It will soon be the 7 o'clock hour, but for now it is just 35 minutes past 6 o'clock in the evening. As we continue this day of plane spotting.
And there was a jet that we definitely should have gotten on file. You can still hear it going along its way. This one, <clears throat> this one we are going to track. This one we are going to track. And we are going to find out where it is going along with its current altitude and speed and type of aircraft, just because this is the stuff we do here on the podcast. American Airlines Boeing, on its way from Dallas to London, 31,000 feet, 664 miles per hour. American Airlines 50 Boeing 777. And that was captured at about, well, let's see what time it is here right now. Um, 1851. So that would have been captured at about 6.49 in the evening. There's a Southwest airline there. And another Southwest airline there. Sometimes you got to pull these out of the mud. And if you have a uh, squelch that's not set uh, all the way at one, like I do, because uh, my squelch is at like two or three, then. Uh, you may miss some of the fainter transmissions, which is fine by me. Alrighty. Well, I think that aircraft was a little on the higher side. I don't think we're going to be able to capture that on the mic. But uh, I want to know what it was now. It was a uh, jet that just flew over. Another American Airlines uh, Flight 521 from Cleveland to Philadelphia. 21,000 feet, I believe that said. Airbus A319. 2400, Good evening, November 304, Kilo, checking off level 320. 
330 vec, uh, for Vector American, And I hope you're all enjoying there that uh, little burst of aircraft communications there, courtesy of Cleveland Air Center and, of course, this podcast and the Lord providing this wonderful mount and this wonderful radio. And as we continue our night of aircraft spotting, I hope you all enjoy the podcast as well. You know, the most challenging part for me, the most challenging part for me sometimes is knowing what to edit and what to leave in. And I'll tell you why. Because there's so many interesting moments, and yet there's so many crazy moments that sometimes I just hardly do editing at all. And I'll put up the podcast as it is, right? And that works. Uh, But sometimes I feel like it's necessary to do editing. Uh, and I don't know, sometimes, like, I think it depends on the day, it depends on what happens, it depends on a host of things. This episode's going to be edited just because it was done in two files. I'm going to put both of the files together and, uh, edit them as, uh, one file. That makes it easier for me. So... And sometimes I, I like editing. I, I like the, the overall challenge of getting a finished product out there that is edited and yet that is also authentic with what it is that I'm trying to 
achieve uh, with these recordings. So, it's kind of the... Uh, <clears throat> The, the way the old noggin works there. You know, we really do have a uh, interestingly experimental podcast. And, man, this, this frequency is just really keyed up tonight with aircraft after aircraft after aircraft transmission. It has its moments of activity and its moments of silence, just like every other frequency does. That's 132.125, by the way. When when we uh, when when we switch frequencies, um, it is usually when my file is paused. Oh, you guys don't have to hear the beeps and stuff on the. On the radio. Hey, Cleveland Star, 304 Kilo, I request uh, 380 is our final. Direct volunteer, United uh, 779. American 1164, request flight level 320. And of course you can hear those bikes, <clears throat> or I should say that bike, uh, along with the wonderful aircraft communication. hearing a high-flying jet, but again, you know, the the only way to get those jets on the file is, and, and some of them you can get because they're louder and they're, they're lower down. 
but they get past like 29 30 hundred uh you're you're really asking for these mics to begin to do the impossible now you can get them up that high it is possible but only if you're willing to amplify the tar out of your project it's doable though but you got to really want that aircraft and you know with the amplification and stuff that we do with with our files here sometimes that's a good bit uh, we are heading two, six, three. but <clears throat> that's nothing compared to if, if you want to get a high flying a319 at 30,000 right you want to get a high flying a319 at 30,000 you're going to have to do a lot of post uh, work on that file to make that happen and I said 3,000 earlier by the way I meant 30,000 you try to get a aircraft at 30,000 not 3,000 30,000 and it's like oh my like you got one flying over right now I don't I don't even you know it, it's so high up again I hear it and if you think I'm making it up by the way just pay attention to how active our uh, traffic is right now <laughs> just saying just saying I I would love to have a way of being able to get these high-flying aircraft on file without major amplification, but uh, that's not that's just not going to happen. Okay. <clears throat> I think we have a lull in the aircraft action, at least for now. 125.42 American. Um, and then again, maybe not. I mean, they're, they're still going here. It, it, it's sometimes one aircraft after another, and honestly, I love that when when my when when my radio just jumps to life like that.
Cleveland, Delta 2766 3400. Center, Delta 1314, question flight level 320. 320, uh, 0 just sure in 40 I think on that one we might be able to use <clears throat> Thank that particular jet. Um, let me go ahead and see what that one was. DAL 2766 aircraft type A319 Airbus coming from Alberta, Canada to Atlanta. 433 miles per hour, 34,000 feet. Alrighty, everybody. Well, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this episode up. My name is Timothy. I want to thank you for joining us for yet another episode of the podcast. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, complaints, feel free to go ahead and send those to me via email. My email address is timothyclarkmusic at me.com. Once again, that email address is timothyclarkmusic at me.com. And my website address is timothyclarkmusic.wordpress.com. Once again, that website address is timothyclarkmusic.wordpress.com. Once again, my name is Timothy. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode of the Brother Timothy Clark podcast. Good night. 340-2244.